Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Joey Harris. Folks, it seems like it doesn't matter what it is. Wrestling fans will lose their minds over anything. And lately it has been this whole transfer to Peacock for the WWE Network. And some info came out earlier in the week that I guess everything's not going to be ready right away. And people are saying, oh, there's that means nothing. Not everything's going to get transferred over in the world. The sky is falling, etc., etc., etc. And I still maintain a wait and see attitude. It absolutely sucks that everything's not going to be made available on day one. But I'm willing to give it a little time to see how it shakes out. Now, if it's horrible after that, we'll take a wait-and-see attitude about the whole thing. But I wanted to take a couple minutes right here at the start to acknowledge the passing of Buddy Colt, the great Florida wrestler who had that big plane crash in 75 that killed wrestler Bobby Shane that also had Austin Idol and Gary Hart in the plane uh, passed away this past week at the age of 85 and of course the death of Jim Crockett Jr. whom things would not have been the same without Jimmy Crockett and Jim Crockett promotions that he took over after his father passed away and uh, died last week and just I know the area of the country I'm from in the Carolinas and Virginia wrestling definitely would not have been the same in the mid to late 70s and all throughout the 80s without Jimmy Crockett. So our thoughts and our prayers just go out to their friends and family. And was back again this week, folks. I did another date night with my wife. This time we went out to a restaurant and the server got to choose our meal for us. So we went to a local restaurant and they take our drink orders and our regular server comes over and says, I'm actually training someone and she's going to be your server tonight. So the server comes over and she says, you know, what can I get for you? And my wife explained the rules and she's like, oh, okay, this is different. And she's like, I've got to look at the menu. So she says, do you like fried pickles? I said, we love fried pickles. So we got fried pickles for our appetizer. And then for me, I got the buffalo chicken wrap and my wife got the big jumbo burger. This burger was so huge that my wife ate around it, ate on it, and then had so much left over that I took it home and had it for lunch the next day, the rest of it. 
And so it was just a really unique experience for us to have. And she said, you all were wonderful. That was so fun. She really enjoyed herself as well. The server did. So I will keep you updated as to our next adventure. But today we look at Capital Combat 1990, The Return of Robocop. And if you look at the end credits, it says courtesy of Orion Pictures. So that's who you have to blame for the return of Robocop. Capital Combat was shown on pay-per-view on May the 19th, 1990 from the D.C. Armory in Washington, D.C. There were 7,500 people in attendance. We get our opening credits and then welcome back to WCW, Tony Schiavone. He welcomes us to Capital Combat. It's Armed Forces Day and we see the flag being presented as the national anthem is played. Jim Ross and Bob Caldwell welcome us and talk about some of the matches coming up. We start out with Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack, and Bam Bam Bigelow with Sir Oliver Humperdinck versus the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, and Norman. A Cactus Jack from Mayor sign is in the crowd. Animal slams Jack. The heels are doing some brisk tagging. Bigelow and Animal go at it, eventually tumbling over the ropes, and Bigelow stays on his feet. That wakes the crowd up. Cactus Jack takes some crazy bumps, too. The heel's in control. JR brings up Kevin Sullivan's athletic background, so if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. Hawk hits Sullivan with a top rope clothesline to get the pin. Johnny Ace versus Mark Callis with Theodore R. Long. JR brings up Callis' college credentials, if you're drinking at home. He then talks about the big Capital Combat watching party in Connecticut. Always have to throw those signs at Connecticut. Ace with the early advantage. Callus comes back. Callus dominating. Ace misses a top rope clothesline. Callus hits the heart punch, then walks the ropes and hits a flying elbow to get the pin. The Slamometer gimmick that they have says that's an 8.2. Gordon Soley goes to Sting in Robocop's dressing room. They can't get in, and I feel sorry for Gordon here. Tony Schiavone interviews the Rock and Roll Express. They talk about the country whipping match coming up. Mike Rotunda and Tommy Rich versus the Samoan SWAT team, the Samoan Savage and Fatu. Rotunda's college background is brought up if you're drinking at home. They talk about Lex Luger's real-life staff infection and hospital stay. There's a tremendous amount of stalling. They finally get to it. Then more stalling tactics. The faces with an advantage. The SST coming back. Rotunda thrown outside. The SST continue to punish him. Rotunda has been in there way too long. Rich tagged in a couple of times, but the referee doesn't see it. Rich finally tagged in. Rich gets the sleeper on, but gets hit by a Samoan from the top rope and pinned. Tony Giovanni interviews the Steiners. They say the line to wrestle them is short, and if Doom is ready, they are. They then show the winners of the Capital Combat competition. A hair versus hair match. Teddy Long versus Paul Ellering. Both of these guys put together would not have enough hair to make a half-decent wig. Long comes out in headgear and boxing gloves. Long has something in his glove. Ellering gets it and knocks Long out and pins him. They shave what little hair Long has left. Tony Schiavone is joined by the Horsemen. 
They say there is no way they will allow Ric Flair to leave without the title. NWA United States Tag Team Championship match. Brian Pillman and Tom Zink versus the Midnight Express. Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton with Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette has to be in a small cage at ringside. They finally get Cornette in the cage. The two teams work well together and the faces are dominating early. Pillman's football career is brought up if you're drinking at home. The Midnight Express making the faces look good. Midnight Express coming back. Pillman won't stay down for a three count. Eaton hits the Alabama jam, but Pillman again kicks out. Zink tagged in. He gets double teamed. Zink kicked out of the rocket launcher. Lane hits Eaton with a Savat kick and Eaton gets the pin with an inside cradle. And we have new United States Tag Team Champions. Gordon Soley breaks in that Sting and Robocop are coming out and the signal breaks up. Poor Gordon Soley. I don't know what he did to be doomed with this assignment, but he didn't deserve this. Gary Michael Capetta announces Sting who comes out. He then announces Robocop who, as he is lumbering out, the horseman throws Sting in the mini cage. Robocop slowly saunters down and pulls the gimmick cage door off its hinges. The horsemen then retreat. Tony Giovanni interviews the junkyard dog. He says he's here to stay. Jim Cornette interrupts him and says it's supposed to be the Midnight Express's interview time. JYD says he's been at Cornette's mother's house and that he's Cornette's dad. Cornette tries to attack him, but JYD stops him. A corporal punishment match. The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson versus the Fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes. It was mentioned in either Tony Schiavone's or Jim Ross's podcast that someone was in charge of going out and getting the leather straps, but they brought back Cat of Nine Tail Whips instead. That's kinky, but not what was called for. Typical WCW. That's what all the confusion is about at the beginning of the match. A Freebird sucks chant goes out. Garvin grabs his strap at one point, but loses it, and Morton picks it up. He straps both Freebirds. The Rock and Roll put double figure forwards on the Freebirds. Gibson and Hayes then have dueling straps at one point. Gibson straps both birds and they retreat. Hayes hits Morton hard. Garvin only gets a two count though. Hayes in control. Morton playing the face in peril. Morton pushes off a Hayes bulldog attempt. Gibson tagged in. Hayes hits the DDT on Gibson, but doesn't cover right away. Hayes goes for another one, but Morton Sunset flips him for the win. They then strap the Freebirds a few more times. Tony Schiavone interviews Doug Furness. He talks about the courage of Lex Luger. Then Furness leaves and Tony brings on Sting. He says that nothing is going to stop Luger from getting in the ring. NWA World Tag Team Championship match. Rick and Scott Steiner versus Doom, Butch Reed, and Ron Simmons with Teddy Long. Take three shots because you know JR is going to talk about all the college careers. Rick Steiner pulls Long's do-rag off. A peanut head chant goes out. Scott shoves referee Randy Anderson out of the way. He and Simmons go at it. Power moves to start. Scott hits a big bellyton back suplex. Reed takes over. Scott hits Steiner lines on both Doom members. Slow pace match. It goes outside where Rick slams Reed on the floor. Rick hits a pile driver on Simmons. Steiner's in control. Doom come back. Doom prevents Scott from tagging. Scott is taking a lot of punishment. 
He takes way too much punishment. Scott finally hits the Frankensteiner on Simmons. Reed and Rick tagged in. Doom hit Rick with a double-team maneuver from the second rope and get the pin. And we have new world tag team champions. Tony Schiavone interviews Teddy Long and Doom. Long says he lost a little hair, but he gained the world. NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Ric Flair with Woman versus Lex Luger. This is a cage match. They lowered the cage after both men are in the ring. The announcers are really pushing the Luger infection and hospital stay. Luger is eager to get the match started. The referee checks both wrestlers and Woman for weapons. He finds an international object on Woman because Turner executives won't allow WCW to say the word foreign. Flair retreats. Luger follows. Luger with the early advantage. Luger's sports and education background are brought up if you're drinking at home. Both Flair and Luger working hard in this match. Luger impervious to pain. Flair starts to climb the cage, then comes down and opens the chop house. Luger won't stay down. Flair hit with a clothesline as he comes off the top. They both climb the cage. Flair sliced open. Crowd comes to life as the Luger chant goes out. Flair bleeds profusely, but Luger can't get the pin. Flair opens up the chop house again. Luger hits the superplex, but hurts his already injured knee. Flair concentrates on the knee. Flair gets the figure four on. He gets caught cheating and has to break the hold. The horsemen come to ringside. Luger gets a two count. Sting comes to ringside to fight the horsemen off. Eligante comes down and man is he big. The horsemen back away and Ole gets the switch for the cage and lifts it a little. Barry Wyndham sneaks under the bottom. Wyndham attacks Luger for the DQ. JR yells for them to get the damn cage down. The horsemen attack Luger. Sting tries to get in. They finally let it up. Luger is beat down. Tony Giovanni tries to interview the horsemen. Flair rants that he's still the champion. Sting attacks Flair from behind. The horsemen retreat from Sting and Elegante as they sign off from Washington, D.C. Hey, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 